Welcome everyone to the Peanut Gallery Podcast. It is episode 14. We are recording this September 30th. It is a Wednesday evening here and I've got some fantastic news. I have two people with me today. First, he's back. He was gone for a little bit, but he's back. Jared, how are the hell are you? Great to have you back. Uh, excited to be here. I can now back my predictions. I know last week was a rough go for my uh, my takes and predictions, but I'm here to back them up now and uh, start fresh on week four. There we go. And also, we got a, a great dear, dear friends of ours, one of Jared's best friends. Um, I met him at, at Kansas State University as well. Brian Bergman, what's going on, man? Well, thank you for the kind introduction, Jared, Dan. I'm happy to be here. Um, kind of just bring me in for the betting side of things. So I want you guys to stay tuned for that later in the episode. But uh, it's hot down here. So uh, I don't know about you up there, Dan. It's, uh, it's a little chilly, but uh, things are going to get hot with our predictions. And like Brian said, yeah, he is going to help us a little bit with some fancy advice. And, you know, he's the shark of the group. Jared and I like to think ourselves as sharks. Uh, you know, we're sharks in the making, but Brian is the great white out there in the ocean. So get ready for his his play of the week as we get later in the episode. Now, Jared, let's dive into it. Um, I want to first, before we talk about the Denver Jets game, I want to first start with obviously kind of the hot topic, which is the Steelers and the Titans game. That is postponed due to a couple players. I believe it was three players and four staff. Um, tested positive for COVID. I don't think anyone really overall shocked that this happened. Um, really, you know, it would have been more of a shock if no one, players nor staff, went an entire season, including the postseason, without getting it. Um, but nobody from the Vikings got it who were um, who the Titans played against on Sunday. So that's good news there. They've already got the tracing done. So really that just affects them from a standpoint of they're not practicing in person this week for the Titans and the game as of now is postponed and they're looking to play it Monday night, which could be great news for football fans. We'd have another double header, much like they uh, execute game one uh, or excuse me, week one uh, when they have two Monday night games or it's going to be Tuesday. So let's start there, Jared, you know, what are your reactions there? And then also who do you think is going to win the game when it is played? So, First off, I hope everyone gets better on that Titans team. We don't want to see any players out. We want everyone to play to their full potential. There's already enough injuries from that horrific week two. Um, that being said, I like the Steelers here. Even if it's a, t a healthy Titans team, I still think the Steelers team was underrated at the beginning of the season. I did not give them enough credit personally. Uh, Mike Tomlinson has really – taking this group of guys and, and uh, Ben's looking healthier than ever and their offense is clicking. Um, their defense is still top five in the league. So they're going to be a tough team to beat and maybe even a tough team to look out for deep in the playoffs. I got the Steelers winning this game 31 to 24, easily covering the one and a half point spread because the Steelers are favored, favorited right now as of Tuesday. So um but it's going to be an exciting one worth watching because both teams are undefeated. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I honestly, I think this one and then there's one or two more are my, the matchups I was looking forward to the most in week four. 
Um, I agree with you. I, I I just think I had the Steelers winning anyway pre this this information. I completely swung and missed here. Uh, for those that don't remember, I had the Steelers going four and twelve this year. Well, they're about to get four wins uh, after, as of week four, so I badly missed on the Steelers on that one. They've been playing well this year. I I like the Titans just because they lose here. I I still think they will probably. Uh, at least right now, do the Texans just being horrible because of Bill O'Brien and the decisions he made. I think the Texans will probably win the AFC South and, you know, not a big deal losing to the Steelers. The Steelers right now look like they could possibly challenge the Ravens uh, for winning the AFC North. I have the Steelers covering as well. Um, as of, you know, right now, it's a one and a half point spread. It, it was pre the COVID news and then they took it down because I didn't want people hammering the Steelers. So, yeah, I agree. Steelers win here 27-24 in, in the squeaker. Yeah, and like uh, you just mentioned the Texans there for a second. I know we'll get to their game later on, but um, they are 0-3, and someone on this podcast predicted them losing all first four of their games. Someone, uh, someone did. That's a wise man. I'm lucky, I'm lucky he's back. Good to be here. Good to be here. So how about uh, how about those Sunday? Or I guess we got Thursday night. We got Thursday. Yeah, we got Thursday. Yeah, it's 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 a snoozer. As in, most people will probably be sleeping while this game's going on. But not you and I. We love to football too much. We love sports too much. Yeah, we got tomorrow. Tomorrow night we got the Denver Broncos, who are zero and three, and they're actually on to their third string quarterback, uh, Brian Rapine. Apologies if I mispronounce his name. Um, that's what it said phonetically when I looked it up against the 0-3 New York Jets, who have looked – I think – Doug and I we talked, talked about this on, on Monday. I think they're the worst team right now. They look the worst. They're injury-ridden left and right. That Le'Veon Bell contract they gave away two, two, three years ago has been horrific for them. Sam Darnold doesn't have any help out there on the O-line or – you know, weapons-wise from a running back or wide receiver perspective, <coughs> excuse me, and then Adam Gaze doesn't know what the heck he's doing. So I think even with the third-string running back getting the nod here, I've got the Broncos squeaking this one out just because I believe holistically they have a better coach and every all the other pieces around are better than what the Jets have currently. Even though the Jets are at home, so far we haven't really seen that matter much, and the offenses have actually been clicking a lot more because the defenses aren't able to get the crowd noise, which obviously makes it more difficult on the offenses to um, hear the snap count, all that good stuff. So the Jets, not shockingly here, are getting three points at home. I think the Broncos went in a lower-scoring game here. I got 17-13 Broncos. Jared, what do you think? Great minds think alike. 17, 13 Broncos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally the That's same wild. prediction. Um, I thought it would be a low-scoring game because both offenses are going to have a tough time getting anything going due to the injury-ridden Jets with the offensive line that is probably the worst in the league. And the Broncos working with um, backup quarterback situation. Um, they do have Melvin Gordon. That's where I kind of credit them, those two touchdowns. Um, but I believe Peyton Lindsay still struggling with an injury and um, I haven't seen their offense click yet, which is hard to do when your starting quarterback is out. So I agree. Uh, Broncos squeak one out and barely cover the spread. All right. And then real quick, before we go into the Sunday noon games here, in case you guys don't already go follow us on Instagram. Uh, we are at the peanut gallery 36. Um, Jared, you were talking about our, our records here. Um, so I post 
post that information, just started posting it this week and we'll continue after every single week showing how Jared and myself are doing against the spread and just pick them. Right now, for those that want to know, Jared is slightly in the lead against the spread. He's got 27 correctly, 19 losses, and then he pushed twice, and then I'm 28 and 20. And then I also have the same record on the Pick'em games, and Jared has a significant lead right now on me there. He is up five games as he is 33 and 15 as far as Pick'em. So, Jared, great job so far, but I'm going to be coming after you, and, and it's going to start right here with week four. I'd like to see it. So, All right. Let's what's go. our first game? Yeah, first Sunday noon game. We got the Colts. Indianapolis Colts are playing at and in Chicago against the 3-0 Chicago Bears. I don't think anyone on the planet was expecting them to have that record. They are getting, and this is another thing, I know Atlanta was favored last week too and, of course, pulled at Atlanta. Um, but the Bears are once again dogs um, with having the better record. And I think this is where their fun ends, even though Nick Foles is the starter. Uh, I've never been the biggest Nick Foles fan. He only looked good, um, you know, that Super Bowl game. And then when he was with the Eagles pre-Andy Reid joining the Chiefs. Um, so I think that the Colts win here in a close game. They cover the spread barely. I got to win 21-17. If the Colts lose this game, it will be, be because Phillip Rivers throws three interceptions and the Bears turn those interceptions into touchdowns. Um, I, from what I've seen the past two weeks, Rivers has not been turning the ball over as much, which obviously you want to be seeing out of your quarterback. And I think they edge this out because all across the field, in my opinion, and coach-wise, they are the better team. Jared, what are your thoughts? Uh, Colts had a great game against the Jets, but it was the Jets. So um, that's why Phillip Rivers didn't turn over the ball. He was playing the worst team in the NFL. The Bears, uh, with Nick Foles, Nick Foles used to be the backup for Kansas City once upon a time ago. And that was also when Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Bears, was an offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know that they have um, worked together a lot in the past. And I was really impressed with what I saw in Foles um, last week when the Bears played the Falcons. I think they continue that, this unforeseen domination that I clearly got wrong and probably every analyst out there missed on. The Bears are going to be a 4-0 team, I think. I think they beat the Colts 27-24. Uh, to 24. So they'll cover their three points they're getting at home. Um, and, you know, if I was betting on that game, I would probably even go money line because I, I think they can pull this one off. I mean, but the Bears haven't been dominating. They barely beat the Lions, who dropped a game-winning touchdown pass in the beginning game and had to come down from 20 points. But they they're the comeback beat, kids. They're the comeback kids not, every they, fourth right, quarter. Right now, they you are correct. They are the comeback kids, but I would not consider that dominating. And then week two, they barely beat the Giants against turnover uh, Danny Dimes, the quarterback for the Giants, and Barkley went out early in the first quarter. He's gone for the season. And then game three, they beat the Atlanta, I don't know how to keep a lead, Falcons. So I, I would the word choice there is I don't think the correct one you wanted to use. I, you know, those are a lot of excuses. I get it. But one thing I see in a fourth quarter team that has consistently put up a lot more points than the other team is that they do not get tired. Sure, you can blame some of that on injuries. Um, 
like the Saquon Barkley or, or uh, in the Giants game. But I really, when you watch those games that the Bears are playing, the fourth quarter, they look as fresh as they did in the first. And the teams that they're playing are looking worn out and tired and they just can't keep up. So I think the Bears are a lot more tougher of a football team, old school style, uh, than we than the other teams in the NFL right now. Um, just because they're able to put the gas all the way down in the fourth quarter and win those games. And that's, that's very, um, that's something you want to see in a team, especially when it comes to the playoffs. That's fair. And we're, we're going to find out because week five, they play Tampa week seven, they play the Rams week eight, they play the New Orleans saints. And then week nine, they play the Titans. I think by the end of week nine, we're going to truly know if this bears team is for real or if they're just a team that might go like nine and seven and get like the seventh seed, in my opinion. Well, let's move on to your Arizona Cardinals. They are playing in Carolina. They're playing the one and two Panthers, who just came off a victory against the Chargers. The Panthers are getting four points at home. Jared, how do you foresee this game going? I got Cardinals winning 30 to 24, and it will be a lot more bigger of a lead in the fourth. I could see a 30 to 17 where they. Panthers get a garbage time TD to make that um, a loss by six points instead of 13. And the line is plus four for the Panthers. So I think the Cardinals are going to cover that. Um, I like it when teams are coming off a loss because they learn a lot from those losses and good teams like the Cardinals are not going to lose two weeks in a row. Carolina is not a tough team to beat. They've had their moments where they've shined, but um, at the end of the day, I'll take Kyler Murray over um, – oh, God, I just slipped my mind. Bridgewater, right? Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, that's that's a smart matchup to take. Yeah, at the end of the day, I, I like to compare the quarterbacks, and Murray's a better quarterback. He absolutely is. He did have some mistakes last week. And that's, that's what cost him. He threw three it, picks. It was very costly. Too many interceptions. But yep. I don't think he does that back-to-back. Yep. No, I think that's fair. Um, I don't have too much more to add here. I agree. I have the Cardinals winning 27-17. to 17. Um, So different score, same result, covering the spread. Um, congrats to the Panthers on, on getting that victory last week. Arizona is a different animal, a much better coach team, uh, a much better quarterback, obviously. And for those that don't remember, um, one of the early episodes, I said that Kyler Murray would pass for, I think he had just under 4,000 yards was his over under. I want to say it was like 3,800 and some change. He's right now on pace for 4,200. I hope he doesn't get injured. Um, but yeah. Looks like that uh, that early and in, in bold prediction could uh, could come true. The Drew Locke one is pretty much toast when he got injured, so that's very unfortunate for myself. But let's let's go on to what will probably be a quick game as well. We got the Baltimore Ravens who just got smacked in the face by the Kansas City Chiefs. They are now two and one after that loss. They are playing in Washington D.C. against the Washington Football Team. Big spread here. Um, Washington is one and two. They have not looked good since that week one victory against the Eagles. They are 13. They are getting 13 points at home. I don't think it's close. I got the Ravens with a big win here. They're going to be angry. They're going to be upset. And I got them winning 35 to 10. I got them 35 to 13. Once again, we're, we're almost neck and neck. Uh, 
there's two games this week that have a 13 point spread. 13 is it's a crazy number. That's uh that's pretty massive in the NFL to have yeah. that many points. So I agree. They're going to come out with the vengeance. This is a short story. Um, Lamar is not going to be happy and he's going to put up a lot of points and uh, Washington's going to be there to, to take it. Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I feel bad for him, but Dwayne Haskins outside of that week one, like I called it, man, just turnover machine, you know, playing a lot like once right now. Um, he had five turnovers in their loss last week. So, and I expect that to probably happen again this week. Let's still have at least two to three. Now, this game's interesting, Jared, and I want to get your thoughts first since you, you live in this country. We have the Cleveland Browns, 2-1. First time being over the record over 500 since December of 2014. Take, take a bow, Browns fans, take a bow. And then we got the Cowboys, who are 1-2, and two, mainly because they squeaked out that one against the uh, Falcons, who don't know how to <laughs> close games out, unfortunately. It is in Dallas. There will be fans there. And Dallas is favored right now by four and a half. Jared, who do you think wins here? I got the Cowboys winning 30 to 21. Um, the Browns, I'm sorry, you're going back to 500. Um, it was a quick, short, glory week that you had. Um, and um, You'll get better. Uh, it's not always going to be this way. But the Cowboys, I really do think, is a better team than the Browns, and they're playing at home. So this is a no-brainer for me. Cowboys win. They're going to cover the spread. Um, and, you know, they, the Cowboys last week against the Seahawks, they kept it close. And they, they started coming back there at the end of the game. I like what I see in streaks. You know, it's not, it's not there every set of downs, but it's there, you know, once or twice a half where Dak really looks good and the receivers seem to be clicking – um, Zeke is always going to be Zeke. He's always a great running back um, and consistent. So I, I'd like to see more of those flashing moments from the Cowboys more consistently. Um, but at the end of the day, they're a better football team. Yeah, I wanted to so badly pick the Browns here. I really did. I really don't think the Cowboys have a good defense. They've shown it through three weeks in right now that they can't stop anyone. Um, but I couldn't pull the trigger. Just my, my heart wanted to go with the Browns, but my head is, is you know, come on, Dan. Give, give the Cowboys a little bit of credit here. Be a little objective. I have the Cowboys winning but not covering, and I have it a little higher scoring. I got the Cowboys winning 30 to 27. I do think they pull this out mainly because, in my opinion, they kind of need to. They need to get a little momentum going and start putting W's on the board. Um, that way their games against the Eagles and interdivisionally <laughs> won't matter as much. Um, but I would not be shocked if, the, if they lose. And the reason I say that is the Browns have the second-best rushing attack in the league right now, shortly behind the Rams. And Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt together are no joke. The coach there, Stefanski, has done a really good job of taking the ball out of Baker's hands, limiting his decision-making, and he's looked really great since that week one blowout loss to the Ravens. I know the competition has not been as good, obviously, but that's the right way. That's the right formula for them to win. And if they beat the Cowboys, it's because you see over 180 total rushing yards. The Browns having the clock or having the ball for probably 37, 38 minutes and Dak throwing a couple interceptions. 
that'll be the formula if you see a Browns victory come Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Okay. Now we got Jaguars playing in Cincy. Next game here. The Jaguars are one and two. They started off hot week one, got a victory over the Colts, and haven't really looked the same since. They lost Thursday night last week to um, to the Miami Dolphins. The Bengals are winless as well, but they tied. Tied my Eagles, who have looked pathetic three weeks in. The Bengals are favored by three points, which us- Vegas usually just gives the home team three points if they th- feel the teams are even. Uh, so that's what Vegas is telling you. I think this is where the Bengals get their first victory, Jared. I think they come out. I've loved Joe Burrow from what I've seen from him. I know they haven't faced the most uh, fierce competition in the world three games in. But to me, he's always looking downfield, which is key. Like a rookie quarterback constantly just not fearing for his life, um, looking the run and keeping his eyes above water and looking downfield, always make a play is huge. You don't often see that. They usually make terrible decisions, get sacked a lot. Um, all, all that terrible stuff because they're rookies. It's, it's super hard to be successful your rookie year. He's looked great. I think they pulled a victory here. I got the Bengals 24-20. So Burrow's better than Wentz, right? Right now, hell yeah. <laughs> like, he's, I mean, he's not even close. It's just, I mean, have you seen him play? Like, you think Joe Burrow's playing better right now, right? Oh, definitely. I watched his games. Sure, they have no wins, but – He's kept them close. Um, and like you said, the Browns, the Eagles, um, I'm missing another team that they've played, but it's – They lost week one to the Chargers. Chargers. So, you know, bottom half of the NFL right there. Um, and the Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars is just another notch on the belt from the bottom tier team. So I actually think this is going to come down to how good of a game Minshew has – and if Minshew can throw for, you know, three or more touchdowns and really uh, light it up out there and put the Jags on his shoulders, they will win. And I think Minshew's got a little bit of fire to do that. Um, I have the Jags squeaking out a one-point win, 24 to 23. And I'm not in love with it. I think this is a coin toss of a game. And – you know, it's uh, if Minshew has a great game, I think the Jags win. He can beat a good Burrow. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, I'm avoiding this game betting wise. Um, I just don't have a great feel for either team, to be quite honest. But hey, you gotta you gotta pick someone to win, and I think it's the Joe, uh, degenerate game of the week. Right? Yeah, like this one in the Broncos Jets. It's like if you're betting on the, either of these games. Um, you might need to call 1-800-GAMBLING or, or whatever line exists out there to get, get some help. Hey, Dan. Yeah. I just want to jump in. I just couldn't help myself here on this game. Uh, when we speak about Joe, every single week I see the guy improving, okay? And when we compare him to wins, it was funny because a story came into my mind. If you've ever gone to the grocery store with your wife or your fiance or your girlfriend, for that matter, she drags you out of the house, you go there, and it's the loaf of bread for $2.50. And you're saying, honey, let's get the $2. Why do we really need the Sarah Lee, right? You're saving 50 cents your penny pitch. And here's my point. I get, and I start betting on Carson Wentz. 
Okay. If you ever had hard earned money on Carson Wentz, it is the most troubling thing that you would ever imagine. Okay. And I don't have that with Joe Burrow. So when we get back to Joe Burrow wins, I know Dan, you're going to take wins to the grave here. I will ride Joe Burrow all day over wins. So that was my only point. I'm happy to lay, you know, a couple hundred, a couple thousand on Burrow or excuse me. Yeah. On Burrow. But until you've had that amount of money on Wentz and you watch the game and he just right in front of your eyes, tear it down. Uh, yeah, it, it's tough. But anyway, that was my rant. Uh, I'll get back to you guys here in a few minutes when we get back to the uh, lock of the week here. So that's, that's fair. And I, and I agree. I've, I've, uh, the past two weeks on this podcast, I have crushed Wentz for his turnover problems and he needs to improve them in order for the Eagles to start winning games. But let's go to a quarterback who starting to hit his stride, Jared. Starting to hit his stride. That offense is cooking. We got the Los Angeles Chargers going to Tampa Bay. Or Tampa Bay, as some of them call it down there. The Buccaneers are 2-1. and one. Uh, They're first in the AFC South. FYI, Jared, in case you didn't know. And they are favored by 7.5 points right now. I think they easily cover this. The Chargers are terrible. I don't care who you put out there as quarterback. The Bucks are winning this game 35 to 20. We might have the bet of the century here between the Patriots and the Bucks being a better team, and I love it. I don't want it to be a blowout either way because I have a lot of respect for Tom Brady and I have a lot of respect for Bill Belichick. So if both teams make it to the playoffs um, with really good records, props to them. In the end, the Chiefs will win. So getting to this game, I agree. I think the Bucks pull it off. Um, I don't think they're going to cover the seven and a half. I got 24 to 21. Um, the Chargers are missing Melvin Ingram, I believe. And that was something that the Chiefs really struggled with when they played them. Was you have Bosa on the right coming in at you and Melgram on, Mel, Melvin Ingram on the left. And those are two, I would say, top 10 defensive ends, maybe top 15 in the league coming at your quarterback at full pace with one of the best pass rushers in the the NFL. So with that missing piece, I think Tom's going to get a couple, maybe a second and a half more on average in the pocket to get that ball out of his hands. And that's where Tom Brady shines is especially if his receivers and him are on the same page now, which they should be week four, this should be an easy win for the bucks. However, I do see a, maybe a garbage time touchdown from the chargers, which, makes it a three-point win for the Bucks, 24-21. All right. Yeah, well, I just – I love what I saw from – I know it was against the Broncos, uh, and they were on their third-string quarterback, but they dominated. And what I've seen so far from the – I've been more impressed from the defense, obviously. This defense with Todd Bowles, you know, say what you want about him as a head coach, but his defenses always have been good. And Much improved since last year, I will oh say. Oh, my. Oh, my God. And, and you saw it when, when Tom Brady, you know, weeks one and two, he did turn the ball over. But you saw it this past weekend, three touchdown passes, no turnovers. I mean, that team was clicking. And if they're doing that every single game, which is tough to do and replicate, but they're going to be tough out. So let's go to the next game, which this game also affected by COVID a little bit. We got the Minnesota Vikings 0-3. Uh, poor, poor Vikings fans playing against the Jared Davis called out 0-3 Houston Texans. The Texans are favored right now by four points 
and I think the betting has stopped on this game because the Vikings are not allowed to practice this week since they played the Titans um, last week. This will affect them, I believe. I even pre that information had the Texans winning. I just haven't liked what I've seen from the Vikings overall. I know they've played tougher competition in the Packers and then losing to the Titans barely. Uh, they kind of blew that game. But Kirk Cousins is, is kind of always a toss-up. And I think that Deshaun Watson is, is going to be able to get his team over the hump here. I got the Texans winning 28-20. to Jared, what do you got? I disagree. Um, I had the Houston Texans losing the first four games, and I got to stick to that prediction because it's, you know, already fallen. It's, it's, it's already fallen its way to 0-3. So I have the Vikings winning 24-20. to um, it's going to be a close game, but you know, both these 0 3 teams, I don't think a lot of people saw this matchup being winless, um, between the two. So, what would be hilarious to me though is if these two teams tied and we end up with an 0 3 and 1 for both of them, kind of like the Eagles and Bengals last week. So, uh, that's my it, I'll keep it short. Vikings win. There we go. Now let's go on to a couple of one and two teams here. Uh, Detroit Lions shocked shocked everyone by upsetting Arizona this past weekend. And then we got the New Orleans Saints, who are one and two as well. This game is in Detroit. Uh, Detroit is getting four points at home right now. Michael Thomas has returned to practice. He's been limited, but they expect him to play um, from everything I've read and seen so far against the Detroit Lions. I think that would be great and big news for Saints fans and Drew Brees, although Drew Brees still doesn't really like throwing the ball over 15 yards. Um, this should give them at least the option now to throw over 15 yards and really press the defense of the Lions, who, isn't the, who aren't that good anyways. I have the Lions, or excuse me, I have the Saints winning this game, covering the spread. <laughs> covering the spread. I got a Saints 32-21 victory here. Jared, what are your thoughts? I also have the Saints winning, but they don't cover here. I see a 31 to 28 game, and I see this game being close all throughout. Not a uh, garbage time TD here for the Lions. I really do think they keep it close um, as long as they stay healthy. Matt Stafford uh, and Galladay looked like they were starting to get on the same page last week because Galladay was it was his first game back, and they they might be something to look you know, look out for if that offense starts working out. Um, and that being said, it, it, the New Orleans Saints don't deserve to be one and three. I don't see them being a team that goes one and three. So that's where I have them just squeaking out a win here. Yeah. Honestly, if they do go one and three, you might start to hear some uh, Taysom Hill chatter, just to be honest. Like, that's that'd look really bad. Hey, they're yeah. paying them. Right, you're paying them. You know, 60- look at these. Look at these teams. You know that are paying these guys that we're making fun of in the preseason. They're paying Hill, and uh, the Bears were pay- paying Foles twenty-two million, and here they are, um, maybe about to start. Foles already's done it, um, and and you know it, it, we could be eating our own words, uh, making fun of those deals. If uh, I already am with the Nick Foles talk because he's leading them to, to wins, and that's worth twenty-two million. Yeah, and I think Hill was fifteen million, so we'll see. Yeah, no, well, well I don't see them losing. We don't see them losing, but uh, worst case scenario that could happen, and then there might be a changing of the guard there. 
All right, last noon game because we already touched on the Steelers-Titans already. We got the Seattle Seahawks flying down to Miami. Uh, Miami's one and two. Seattle undefeated. Russell Wilson is cooking. He is throwing for 14 TDs already. Miami's getting seven points at home. Jared, who do you see winning this game? So I got the Seattle Seahawks marching on to 4-0, 35-17. Russell Wilson, still MVP candidate of the year right now, in my opinion. Um, although Mahomes did just get the offensive player of the week, um, so keep an eye out for that. But right now, Russell is uh, hes the best quarterback in the NFL currently. I'm not saying he's the best ever. I'm just saying right now, performance-wise, stats-wise, it's Russell. Um, the Dolphins – are a decent team, but they're just not going to keep up with the Seattle. Do you think they switch here after this game, Jared? Would you switch to Tua after being one and three, or do you give it a couple more games? One and three, yeah. I think I don't think this game they're going to switch to him. I could see if they lose this game the week after they switch to Tua. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, it's you know you drafted him number five for a reason, right? Like Fitz Fitzmagic has shown you what you've already known, right? He's been, he's been in the league 14 years. You know, well, and other teams are doing it. They're starting to give these other quarterbacks a shot and it's starting to pay off. Look at uh, the chargers. They got, uh, yeah. Herbert looked, great. Had to, the Herbert looked great. Herbert and, looked great against the chiefs. And so I think it's definitely worth a shot. All right. I agree with you too. Um, I got Seahawks winning barely covering the spread here. 30 to 21. I agree. Russell Wilson's going to keep on. Rolling here, probably going to throw for three touchdown passes and a nice victory. And I foresee Fitz, Fitzmagic throwing a couple couple interceptions here, and that will cost them the game. All right, let's do Sunday afternoon games. The first one here will be quick order. Rams are 2-1. and one. They are at home in that super cool-looking SoFi Stadium. They are playing the 0-3 Giants, who are absolutely trashed. Uh, talked about it last week. We might have the New York teams having the number one and two pick in the draft this upcoming year. Rams are favored by 13 points at home. I have them crushing 42 to 17. Nothing else needs to be said. Jared, do you agree? <laughs> wow, that is a mighty crushing. Uh, 30 to 20. They don't even cover the 13, in my opinion. Um, yeah, not a lot to be said. I just I don't see them covering 13 points. It's too many. All right, let's go on to this. Obviously, you gotta love the the Patriots Chiefs matchup, which we're about to talk about soon, and then um, the one we talked about earlier. But I think this might be my favorite matchup outside the Chiefs game. We got the Buffalo Bills heading into that new cool looking stadium where the the Raiders upset the Saints. Um, Raiders are two and one. They just lost to the Patriots. Patriots looked great um, over the past weekend. The Raiders are getting points at home. They're getting three points. Buffalo's looked fantastic. That Rams game was phenomenal. I was watching it with our buddies. It was super fun. The Bills got out early to a 28-3 lead, I believe it was. Rams came roaring back. Josh Allen leads them down in the last seconds of the game. There was a call. You know, bad calls happen all the time. Dallas got, you know, kind of the short end of the stick week one. Um, other teams have gotten short in the stick, and it's going to continue all year. It's just the way, the way it goes. I, I got an upset here, Jared. I think the Raiders pull this out again. Uh, they upset the team that's favored. I got them winning 28-24. to 24. Even though they lost to the Patriots, I still liked what I saw overall from them. 
And I think they're going to run the ball a lot with Josh Jacobs. Derek Hart does not turn the ball over. And this could be a game where Josh Allen just, just looks a little off. Just a little. He's looked great. He's honestly, in short order, you know, probably right behind. Obviously, Russell's one. You've got to put Aaron Rodgers two in the MVP category. Patrick Mahomes three. And then Josh Allen's fourth. He's tearing it up. But I think the Raiders get this one at home in a squeaker 28-24. What do you got? I agree. Uh, I'm, I got the Raiders winning 24 to 21 and it, it comes with, um, I watched the game last week where the bills beat the Rams and it was actually a really entertaining game. Um, the Rams started coming back late in the game and the bills just got that extra touchdown to keep the W. Um, even though most of the game, the bills looked like the better team. Um, they did let the Rams come back up on them a little bit there towards the end. However, they got the win. Now, that does show me that they can let up on um, playing some of these teams. And I, the Raiders are a team that you don't ever want to let up on. John Gruden is not going to let his guys play half-ass. So I see the Las Vegas Raiders out physically outplaying these, this Buffalo Bills team and getting the win. I think it's going to be a very close game, and this is a game I would stay away from from betting because you see that that magic number three. I guess it's plus three for the Raiders, so it's not the same in this case since they're at home. But it's... No, it's plus three. They're getting they're getting three points at home. Right, but it should be minus three. If um, No, they're the underdog. The Bills are favored by three. Oh, the Bills are, but they're playing yeah. in Vegas. Right, but the Bills are three and out and haven't lost, and they've looked pretty good. So that's right. why Vegas. So I'd still stay away from this game from betting. Um, and if I, my prediction, I would go with the Raiders, um, but I see them uh, squeaking out 24 to one. I'm sorry, 24 21. All right. Now, I'm shocked they didn't flex this game to the Sunday night game. Honestly, this it's a travesty that. We're watching the Eagles play the 49ers on Sunday Night Football instead of the Patriots Chiefs. But the Patriots Chiefs is at 3.30. And we know the Patriots, they are 2-1. and one. They lost that squeaker to Seattle up there, up there against the Seahawks. And the Chiefs are 3-0. and oh. I think everyone with a brain has them as the number in their power rankings as the number one team right now. It'd be hard-pressed to bet against them since they trashed the Ravens. On Monday Night Football, the Chiefs are at home. They're favored by seven points. Jared, I want to pass this to you first. Who do you think wins this game? I got Kansas City winning 31-24. to um, And if you're watching the spread, it, uh, it was Chiefs are favored by seven. So that's a push. Um, the Patriots have looked really good in some games. And the one loss they had, which was week one, I believe, they kind of looked out of sorts. So I think Bill Belichick has started to get that team, um, obviously, since they're missing all those players from the COVID. Um, you know, they kind of elected to not play this season. And I believe it was, you know, almost double digits on the amount of players that did that with the Patriots. I think in the fourth week, he will have that team once again 
we're f- this fourth week is like your fourth preseason game. So you're going to see a lot of teams to start, start clicking on offense. Defenses are going to be more coordinated. Um, you're no longer going to see miscoverage in the secondary and things like that, in which you rarely ever see on a Bill Belichick team. It's going to be a very tough game for Kansas City. However, I, I put my money on Mahomes over Cam Newton any day. Yeah, I agree. Um, and to me, I hope we run up the score. I hope we score 60. I hope we push Bill Belichick into the grave where he belongs in the Patriots fans. I've, they've had a 20-year run. You had a good time. It's over. The new champs are here. The king of the castle is here. And it's Patrick Holmes and the Kansas City Chiefs. We're winning this game, and we're covering the spread. Uh, the New England Patriots do not have the firepower to hang with the Kansas City Chiefs. They just don't. They don't have the weapons. Their weapons, a.k.a. their wide receivers, by pro football focus, were ranked the worst wide receivers uh, in the league last year, which you know a lot of people are saying was a little on Tom Brady, either or. The Patriots this season look good because they're running Cam Newton like a running back. Um, first game, he had 15 carries. Second game was 12. And then th- game three was nine. He's on pace right now for over 200 rush yards. So obviously that puts pressure on the defense, um, which gives the wide receivers who used to be double covered are now getting single coverage, hence why they're getting open. But overall, and another thing, the Chiefs don't turn the ball over. So that's where usually the Patriots will win, this, win these games, right? Right now with the offense and how they're rolling. They take time possession. They don't turn the ball over. And then they get takeaways. Unfortunately for them, the Chiefs, they don't care how much time they have the ball. Uh, the Chiefs will win the game with only 24 minutes of have, having the ball in their hands. And they'll still drop 35 on you. And another thing the Chiefs do well is they don't turn the ball over either. Uh, I know Thompson coughed one up against the Ravens. But overall, when you're only averaging one turnover a game, that's great. You're going to win a ton of games. Uh, we have the better offense. We have the better team, the better weapons. We're going to crush them. It's going to be a 35-24 to 24 victory. And then another thing as well regarding Andy Reid. Since Andy Reid has been in Kansas City, he is 3-3 three and three against Bill Belichick coach teams. We dropped 40, he dropped 41 points on him back in 2014. Um, he dropped 20 points on them. That was in the 2015 playoffs where, we, where the Chiefs lost. Then 2017, dropped another 42 points on him in a victory. Then we lost to them. Many people remember this game. They called it the D Ford game in 2018 in the playoffs in the AFC title game at home. Dropped 31 in, a, in an L in 2018 in regular season. That was in New England before the playoffs. Dropped 40 L. Like, so Andy Reid, he puts up points. Bill Belichick has not figured out Andy Reid's offense. He can't stop them. And you definitely can't stop it with Patrick Mahomes looking like Pat Mahomes. Um, so, yeah, I got the Chiefs victory here and covering the spread. Now, let's go to this lackadaisical Sunday night game, Jared. We got the freaking Philadelphia Eagles who, you know, I've been driving, driving the ship on uh, Carson Wentz, and it, it's, it's, been a, it's been a rough go. They are 0-2, and then obviously they tied to the Bengals, who we talked about earlier. They are playing in San Francisco against the 49ers, who are 2-1. and um, they beat up on the Giants and the Jets the past two weeks, uh, so pretty easy to win two games there. And the 49ers right now are favored by six and a half. Jared, I want you to go first on this one. I, who do you got winning? 
I have the 49ers winning this game. Your Eagles are going to be winless through week four. I got them winning 28 to 21. I know San Francisco is still injury ridden. There's some news about Kittle that I think might have come out that he might be more probable or, you know, might more likely to play. Um, Raheem Mostert, I would like to see him start this game. Um, but given, given Kittle and Mostert, I'm not sure about Garoppolo yet. Do we know any news on him, Dan? He's, he's still TBD right now. But they still look good with Nick Mullins, in my opinion. Yeah, if, if they go with Mullins, I still think they can cover the um, seven and a or what is it? The it was six. six yeah, it was six, six and, and a half, half when we did our predictions. But right, I think it's up to seven now, maybe. Yeah, it's seven now. I still would. I still think the Niners cover the seven points. Um, I just, you know, the Eagles look lost. I'm not going to lie. And maybe Wentz gets some things together and he's able to score some touchdowns. But um, I, I just – I have zero faith in that Eagles team right now. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. And um, guess what? I'm going to doubt the damn ship, Jared. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Titanic. Oh. I'm the captain of the Titanic. And I am predicting the upset of the week here which is the Eagles somehow, some way. Trust me, there's no logic to this prediction. There is none. This is pure emotion, pure I believe that the Eagles are finally going to act like they know what the fuck they're doing. And the key difference for me, why, why are the Eagles going to win this game, Dan? They're going to win this game because Carson Wentz is going to turn the freaking ball over. He's going to have – this is a bold prediction right here because <laughs> he's turned the ball over twice every single game so far and three times on two of the games. They are going to have no turnovers from Carson Wentz, and that is going to be huge for their ability to win this game. And then I think they're going to run the ball well with, with Miles Sanders. I think Carson Wentz, like I just said, no turnovers, and he's going to throw a couple touchdown passes. They're going to play keep away from the 49ers. And the defense, yeah, sure, they look great against the Jets and the Giants, who doesn't look great against those two trash teams. But I just – I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It's pure emotion. I'm going down with the ship. I think the Eagles make the upset here. Okay. Uh, interesting take. We'll see how that plays out <laughs> for you. I'm probably going to be wrong. I don't, FYI. Hey, 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 no, I'm not going to give you any crap for that because I did the same thing with Washington football <laughs> game. And, and do not bet this game. Do not bet this game, FYI, especially money line. I, I do oh. think the Eagles have a good chance – of covering the six and a half or seven point spread. I, I do think they have that ability in them. Um, but yeah, let's go to the Monday night game. Last game of the week, Jared. This one, don't you just feel bad for Atlanta, man? I mean, back to back weeks, 15 point blunders, losing. Falcons fans, you can call. There's a number I'll give you at the end of this podcast you can call to become a Chiefs fan. It's uh, one five, one five. One five, one five, one five, one. That's uh, Patrick Patrick Mahomes' number. Yeah, <laughs> true story. Actually, I called it once. He answered. Um, so the Atlanta is obviously zero three, Jared, and it doesn't get easier. Uh, bless their hearts down there in the South. They are going up north to play the Green Bay Packers, who have looked awesome. They're three and zero. They're favored at home by seven and a half points. Jared, what do you think happens here? 
Green Bay wins 33-24. The Falcons go in four, which I never foresaw coming. Um, Atlanta fans, I really do feel bad for you. I used to be a Falcons fan way back in the early days, uh, early 2000s when uh, when Vic was there. Um, always fun football team to watch. And Matt Ryan, I've, I like what he's done. I just don't know if he can keep up with Rodgers and this Green Bay offense that seems to be clicking like no one expected to. Um, you know, and the Falcons, these late comeback victories, I think is going to get their head coach fired here pretty, you know, either if this happens, if it happens again, he's gone. He's He's got to go. Um, and so if you're a Falcons fan, yeah, I'd like to know, you know, what a take would be on, on what they think of their head coach. But from my point of view, you can't be giving up these fourth quarter games where you have a several touchdown lead and and blow it. And it started with that Super Bowl game against the Patriots. So we'll see how it goes. I got Green Bay winning 33-24. I agree. Um, I don't even think they get a chance. Like they're they're not going to be winning this game. By maybe they'll get out to a 7-0 lead, but it's not going to be like with the Cowboys where they're up 29 to 10. Um, or twenty six to ten against against the uh, I'm blanking on who they who the Bears excuse me. The Packers are winning this game and they're going to win it convincingly thirty eight to twenty four. Atlanta has shown no ability to stop anyone on the defensive side of the ball, and Aaron Rodgers is in full fu mode like I said he would be, and he's going to throw for four touchdown passes against this terrible defense. All right, Jared, that brings us – it's fantasy time. So I'm going hit to hit everyone with my matchups, who you should start. Uh, speaking of that Packers game, start the entire team. Just start everyone. We're, we're starting Aaron Rodgers' pet parrot. We're starting Matt LaFour's dog. We're starting the whole team because Aaron Rodgers is going to be cooking. You know, if uh, Devontae Adams is playing, obviously start him. Lazard looked great. Aaron Jones is going to dominate as well. This defense is so freaking bad. Just start the entire Packers offense. And then a couple others I got. I love Cooper Cup versus the Giants. The Giants are terrible in the secondary. They're terrible overall. The Rams are going to pile on. And Cooper Cup is going to have over 10 catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. You can lock that in the books. Another one I love is Mike Evans versus the Chargers. He did well last week, but only because his two catches, were, which both were one yard a pop, uh, were both touchdowns. <laughs> um, this week he's going to – you heard it in the post game, and I know they've been working on it. Tom Brady called it out himself. He said, we need to get Mike Evans involved more. They are going to do so. I expect a nine-catch, 150-yard, one-touchdown performance out of him against this terrible D from the Chargers as well. And then my last one is also dealing with a team that's uh, favored by double-digit points. Mark Ingram is going to run all over the Washington football team. Those are the people you should start this week matchup-wise because it is going to be juicy for you. All right. Time for some uh, stardom or sit Let's do it. Brian, I'm going to – ask you since you're our guest this episode i got four players all you got to say is whether or not you'd start them or sit them and why the first one 
tight end Jimmy Graham? Start him or sit him? Oh, wow. You know, I've never been on the Jimmy Graham train. Um, obviously, it depends on who – I mean, what other options are we working here, working with here? Um, I think with Jimmy, I'd probably sit him. Um, I mean, we'll get to it later. I'm a big Colts guy. I mean, that defense, it's fierce. It's solid. Um, so, if you're just going to ask me straight up, I'm going to bench him. But, again, a lot of it's going to depend on who else we are working with, what other options you have. So, All right. Here's your other option. John U. Smith, Tennessee Titans, tight end. Uh, I mean, if that's the case, I, 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 I'd probably go with Jimmy Graham, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm not big on the, on the Titans either. They just, you know, we'll get to that in a little later, but I'm just, I'm not buying into, I'm not buying into the hype on, on the Titans here. So, you know, I revert what I said. I'm going to go with Jimmy. Okay. And, uh, Miko Hardman wide receiver for the chiefs. Uh, again, I think he's, again, it kind of depends on who we're comparing him to, but you know, he reminds me a lot of Will Fuller. He's, you know, he's a big play explosive player, uh, can put up a ton of points, but you know, guess what? If he's not getting that home run, he's, he's scoring five to six points if you're in a PPR. So I, again, I'd probably pass just a little too risky for my blood, but again, it depends on who else. So give me, give me another name. Well, last one's a running back, Miles Gaskin for the Dolphins. I love this guy. In fact, I picked him up. I I traded Aaron Jones in my league uh, just because I was so injury riddled, yeah, as like every other team. So I, no, I picked him up. I think he, you know, he's awesome. He got me like fourteen points, which, you know, I I'm not complaining with that out of uh, a guy I've never heard of, heard of three weeks prior. So I like him a lot. He's going against, you know, Seattle's front front line is pretty stout, but um, no, I, I like Miles. I'll start him. For sure. And he, catch, he catches it really well on the backfield as well. Awesome. I'd agree with that. I would start Miles. Meekles, um, flip a coin, if depending on what receivers you got. I would start Johnny Smith over Jimmy Graham. He had a 22-point game in my league two weeks ago um, where I, I think it shocked all fantasy owners. Um, so if he can squeak out another one of those, it always makes you happy. Jimmy Graham, like you said, hard, hard to like that guy week in, week out. So Dan, should we move on to the betting? It's time to move on. And it's time, it's time, Jared, to show me the money. It's time to show people the money. And Brian, since you're our guest of the week, I heard from sources you have a play of the week for us. Give it to us. Oh God, okay. Just throw me, throw me right in to the fire here. Okay. Yeah, so you know, if anyone knows me, I'm I'm not a big parlay guy. Uh, in fact, you know, I like teasers, but you know, most of the time I do individual games. Uh, but you know, I think this week I'm going to go with the teaser. Okay. Now this, this is going to be a little bit different. It's a four team, 13 point tease. Okay. Uh, most of the, the betting sites or the books just, you know, uh, are going to have about a 135 line minus 135 on this. Uh, but here it is. And, and, you know, as I tell everyone all the time, bet responsibly guys. Okay. Uh, this is the NFL crazy shit happens. Uh, you know, Falcons last three weeks is a prime example, but anyway, bet responsibly. So with that being said, I'm betting $50,000 on, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but Woo! bet responsibly first line, you're going to cringe. It's the jets plus 13. Again, Depending on the book, 
it's going to be a minus. It's going to be a plus. I think it opened at plus three. In fact, I think right now my book had it about a, a pick them. Okay, so I'm getting 13 points. Jets plus 13. Okay, and here's my take, and I'll kind of just break it down, keep it really short and sweet as much as I can. As much as I'd love to talk, I'll try to keep as short as sweet as possible. Uh, Sam Darnold, Darnold, not a big guy, not a big fan of the guy, not very good, but there's reasons that players like Darnold are able to stick into the league as NFL starting quarterbacks, even if they're not able to live up to the height. Uh, the alternative, you can go with an undrafted practice squad journeyman like uh, Brett Ripon. Again, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but, but Brett, I mean, that's the alternative who, you know, he actually, he, he completed eight and nine passes last week in relief of Driscoll, Jeff Driscoll, who's, you know, the, the QB two behind Drew Locke. Uh, so you may think, oh, my God, there's hope. No, uh, he had an interception, a sack, a fumble to his ledger. So I think just, you know, in terms of a fade, I think it's just a, it's, it's a pure fade of uh, Ripien, okay? Um, in fact, you know, if you guys remember Nathan Peter, Peterman, I think this guy is uh, – he's eerily similar. It's kind of a skeleton in the closet to, to, to Peterman here. So Jets plus 13 is the first part of this. Uh, number two, Colts plus 10. Uh, I think I know Jared's on the bears, Dan, I think you, you agreed with me on this, but, um, you know, I like the Colts plus 10 right now. They're at minus three. Okay. Uh, you get the 13, they're at, they're at plus 10, but I think, you know, playing with confidence goes a long way in this league. The Colts, they lost week one to the Jags. That was embarrassing. Okay. But since then they have one of the stoutiest defenses. They have given up, I think like 18 combined points since that lost. Uh, since that loss. Yes, last week was against the Jets, but still seven points in the NFL is is no small feat here. So I really like them. And, I, you know, look, I think Nick Foles led the Bears to victory. Uh, they were down 16. He led them to victory. That's a nice, you know, Cinderella story. But I think that has more to do with the Falcons ineptitude than really anything else. So uh, Colts plus 10 is the second part of that uh, four-teamer. Uh, three, uh, Cowboys. Okay. I think this is a good spot for the boys here. They've had a really strong strength of schedule thus far. And, you know, all these have been played really tough, but um, I think they struck gold with CD lamb. Their offense reminds me a lot of uh, kind of a poor man's chiefs offense. They have a ton of weapons. They can spread it. They got Zeke in the backfield, you know, on the other side of the ball, there's a locker room ablaze with a bunch of selfish players. That's kind of, kind of how I look at the Browns. Um, so they really don't have a ton of key, team chemistry, Again, a bunch of selfish players. That's that's how I kind of looked at them, even when they got all that hype last year. So, oh, and they got Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cowboys on that one. And then last one, um, look, I, I never typically like to take big, big road favorites in general. Uh, but I think if you can get the Ravens down to a pick them after they were, you know, Kansas City's personal spanking boy last week, I think that's a good play. Uh, Haskins, he's, he's got awful Washington football team, just in general. I, you know, I don't like him. I think this is just a perfect alignment for a team again, coming off an absolute beating. Um, yes, they're on the road, but look, Lamar's going to come out to play the Chiefs defense, make Lamar look like a YMC quarter YMCA quarterback last week, but this is really in Lamar's wheelhouse. I mean, if you look at all those games, he is, he's pounding the cupcake teams. That's where he's patting his stats. Any big game he's he's not coming to play so this is right up there I'm, I'm gonna go Ravens pick them so excuse me so again we're gonna go Jets plus 13 Colts plus 10 Cowboys plus eight and a half and uh Ravens pick them that's going to be dependent upon the, the line you get your book and um 
and yeah, that's what I like. So there's a ton of, there's a ton of games on the board. I wanted to jump in. I had to refrain myself earlier when you guys were going through game by game. So I like that teaser, Brian. That's a really good teaser. I think getting a ton of points, like the Browns aren't going to blow the Cowboys out. Right. So I love getting eight and a half there. The Jets one, I completely agree with you on the Colts. We are in lockstep. We both think they went outright. So when you're getting points, I mean, sign me up. And then, yeah, Ravens is a pick em. Like, heck, I haven't covered the 13-point spread. Um, so I, that's great. Those are pretty – and you said you, what? A minus 135, right, is what you're seeing? Typically, yeah, minus 130. I mean, you look at any, like, heck, through the first, what, three games of the, the year, I mean, uh, three weeks of the year, I mean, teasers have kind of been the play, especially with all these crazy endings. But, um, yeah, I mean, you could throw – I mean, heck, if you don't like one of the, one of the picks – Throw throw one that you like in. I mean, I like the Steelers. That's just obviously there's a lot of uncertainty there. But yeah, you can you can certainly structure it and substitute different teams as you see fit. So there we go. Thank you kindly, sir. Now, Jared, let's uh, let's hit him with our Survivor League picks first. Um, Jared is undefeated so far. Um, for me, it kind of depends on what your league set up. Uh, obviously, the Eagles tied. I think for most Survivor Leagues, that usually means you'd be kicked out uh, if your Survivor League was not set up that way. If a tie means you move on, congrats. Uh, if you want to blame me, I completely understand. While simultaneously, please feel free to send a, uh, you know, Chris, well, not really a Christmas card, maybe, maybe a letter of hate to Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz up north for their inability to beat a rookie quarterback um, on, at home. So thanks a lot, Eagles. But I st- I think this one's easy, Jared. I think you probably either have this team or the other team favored by a lot. I have the Rams this week. They're playing the Giants. They're favored by 13. They're at home. That'd be my Survivor League pick. I like it. Um, there's two games, right, that there's a 13-point spread on. Uh, the Rams, and then I am on the Ravens. There we go. Uh, so I look at the Ravens' schedule, and – you know, playing the Washington football team just seems like an easy, easy win there. I, for Spy Survivor, I'm going to, we're in week four, guys, and you're going to keep winning with me. And we're just going to have to start picking teams that are the best in the NFL or in the, you know, upper echelon of teams, which the Ravens are, even though they got spanked by the Chiefs, like Brian mentioned, um, they're still a good football team and they're going to come back this week with a vengeance. So, Ravens is is a guarantee. Here we go. You know what's funny? I swear, every week there's that one game where the entire Survivor League picks that game, 12, 13, 15-point favorite, and it loses outright. Yeah. Without fail. Brian, to your point, I, I think it was Josh Allen's rookie year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, the Vikings were favored. I think it was 17 and a half, and literally, like, yes. just in droves, everyone lost the Survivor League. It was, like, week one or week two. It was, like, it was yeah, early. It was, yeah, yeah it was real early. Yeah. But here's I, here's the difference though. The Ravens just lost, right? Are they gonna have a back to back loss where they're a thirteen point favorite? I mean, I know they weren't a thirteen point favorite, obviously, against the Chiefs, but I just I like it when a team's coming off a loss, especially a good team. I I and then they're playing the Washington football team. I'm sorry, I don't see Dwayne Haskins outplaying Lamar Jackson personally. Yep. Jared, who you got? Uh who's your lock? Who do you think the lock of the week is this week? I'm pretty confident this lock. I got the Steelers minus one and a half. I, I really like the Steelers to win. Um, I might play it safe and do a money line. I haven't decided yet, but I'm definitely taking the Steelers this week. 
Wow, he's not back in the Falcons again. That is uh, really out of your comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped uh, off that ship. I'm like, Dan, I don't go down with it. I get off. <laughs> you know, sometimes I want to feel like the bottom of the ocean feels like, you know. I'll give that analysis to everyone later. Um, I got the Bucks. I had them last week. You're welcome, world. Uh, I got them this week again, covering the seven and a half point spread against the Chargers. This Bucks defense, I'm telling you right now, it's it's top top seven right now. It will finish as a top five defense. They're gonna crush. The, that that's that's why they're gonna win. A, I think they're gonna score 35 points, and then B, I'd be shocked if the Chargers score more than 17. So. I think it's a lock again. Bucks are going to cover that seven and a half point spread. The Chargers are just not a well-coached, good football team, and they won't be able to score at the rapid pace that they'll need to to keep up with the Buccaneers. All right. Okay, what about your parlay? My parlay. This, this one, um, I like. I like it a lot. I've got money line on five teams, and I got the Chiefs money line beating the Patriots. That one's probably like the one that might might lose if any of them lose. I don't think it will, but you know, a lot of outsiders probably think the Patriots have a chance. Packers money line, Falcons stand no chance. Bucks money line, Chargers get out of here. Ravens money line, Washington football team, you're pathetic. Rams money line, Giants go back to high school. And now my sixth team here on the parlay is, is the one that, that really, you know, we'll see what happens. Me and you both predicted them the win, but I'm going to take the points. I got the Raiders plus three. So that sixteen parlay, if you bet twenty five dollars, wins you a hundred. So that's my parlay of the week. Okay, I was on the money line train last week, and I don't didn't really get to go over it since I missed out on on being there. But don't worry, guys, I'm back, and uh, this time we're going ballsy. We're gonna go with the points. No longer doing this money line safety net because we gotta make some cash back. So Woo! my parlay is plus twelve ninety four. It's a four-game parlay, and we're taking the points. Baltimore minus 13 against the Washington football team. We already just talked about how that's going to end. Arizona Cardinals minus 3.5 against the Panthers. I'll take the Cardinals with that 3.5. You know, they'll, they'll win by four easily. Uh, 49ers minus 7. We're going to spank that Philadelphia team, um, and Dan is going to be, you know, concrete tied around his ankles in the bottom of a lake. Then we got Dallas Cowboys minus four and a half against the Cleveland Browns. Dallas is at home. They're going to win by more than four and a half points, no doubt. So I like this. It's 10 bucks to win 130. Um, okay. And we, we, win this, we win this one. We're good for the rest of the, the year on our parlays, on our $10 parlays. Wow. That, I, I would say of those, I probably like the Dallas one the least. And the reason I say that is like those backdoor covers that happen all the time. Um, that'd be the one that would that would worry me the most out of those four. Well, Cowboys opinion. will be up forty to thirteen in the fourth, so it'll be hard to backdoor cover. What <laughs> twenty eight points? What <laughs> thirty five points? What What are you drinking over there? Forty to thirteen. Have you watched this team? Have you watched this defense? The Cleveland Browns secondary is is pretty atrocious. Dak is going to have his way with that team. All right. Well, hey, folks, you Stay heard it here tuned. first. Stay <laughs> tuned. You heard it here first. All right. On those games, watch them and win some money. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready, baby. I got a couple uh, double-digit parlays. I'll, uh, those are my own. 
do not follow. I'm not even going to say them on this podcast because the probability is, is so low. But now we're going to have fun this weekend. Chiefs are going to come out with another victory. Jared, great to have you back, my friend. Brian, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Love that teaser you gave everyone. Everyone follow that. I'm, I'm, I'm going right now, and I'm following that at my own discretion. Um, so, yeah, everyone, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for tuning in to episode 14, and we'll see you next week. Oh, 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 oh,